Behind the Screens takes you beyond the code and into the open source community with short interviews from live events all over the world. Made possible by Lullaby, your number one source for strategy, design, and Drupal development for large-scale digital publishing. Find us on Twitter at Lullabot or in your browser at lullabot.com. I'm back at DrupalCon Seattle, going behind the screens with Kathy Thais. Kathy, I think most people would probably recognize your name from a lot of the mentoring work that you've done over the past years. Lately, you've gotten back into the code a little bit. So I'd like to start with, tell me about how you got into the mentoring and how that evolved over time and now why you've decided to step back from that a little bit. Sure. Uh, originally, I got into mentoring when I was uh, raising my young kids and working on nonprofit websites for interests that kind of were parenting related and uh, tried to, on the cheap, build my own website. And using the issue cues, somebody kind of showed me that if you help other people in the issue cues, they'll help you back. And that snowballed from simple trying to just get what I need to helping people more and more and then getting involved with XJM in the official Drupal mentoring program in IRC and I went to a Drupal event and did some in-person mentoring and let's say uh, I really liked it. I was pretty good at it. I learned a lot while I was doing it over the years. Um, I had a lot of fun. It was a good fit for me um, and did that quite a bit. Uh, eventually, I got a job at Black Mesh and they sponsored my work to continue that. And so then I started getting paid to do it. And that was amazing. Now I'm a developer and it's not my job to do mentoring in the community or to contribute. And so that's... Uh, reduced quite a bit uh, since my focus has also shifted, which is, I think, an example of what Dries was talking about in his keynote today on how um, <laughs> paying people to contribute is a key aspect in increasing the diversity of people that can, can contribute. And it, to be able to do any kind of work in our free time is quite a privilege. And so for companies that can sponsor people or pool their money to sponsor people and do things like that is like so important because without that, I never would have been able to focus on mentoring and like grow my connections and skills in a way that ended up allowing me to have different kinds of jobs. And what was built out of that, the mentoring program and what is the now the contribution days on Fridays after DrupalCon, is if you follow the community over the last decade or so of DrupalCons, it has become such an, a large and impressive thing to have so many people turn up. You were very instrumental in helping to build that up. So what did yeah. you learn along the way? How did that all come together for you when you were you know, from conference to conference? Mm -hmm. Well, I really picked up from XJM. She was like had a lot of ideas. Uh, she was really good at like organizing sprints and doing the mentoring. And we were able to work together consistently event after event, not just once a year or at DrupalCons two or three times a year, but also at smaller sprints and dev days and like local camps. And because we were had so many chances to do it over and over again, we could iterate. And because some of the volunteers were consistent year to year to year, 
we could learn from from our mistakes and learn from our successes and just constantly try things and then oh this didn't work and this did um and like build things over time and so a lot of it was just like process that's um usual came about because of some pain so we would go to an event and we would put it on and we'd be like that really sucked <laughs> like not the whole thing but maybe this one part like like um like there was a lot of frustration in people on this day at the beginning of the day or maybe there was a lot of frustration of people you know when they were doing a certain thing and so we would hold an event and then we would do a retrospective on it and be like what went really well what ideas do we have to do things differently making sure that we were always getting new ideas from people so it wasn't just like the old people who established people but also like listening to other people and getting those in there and then we were really good at documenting it so when we had a next event it wasn't like we were trying to remember something and if if somebody else wanted to put on something similar they didn't need us because we had things documented so whether we were doing it again or somebody else was going to do it for the first time it was very clearly this has worked for us here are some variations start with this and then after you hold your event you know do the same thing update our documentation and so i think having a combination of new people with some consistent people and really good documentation uh and the risk to try things right i mean like if you if a community like drupal holds I don't know, hundreds of events a year and maybe some of them have some kind of official mentoring presence but 20 I mean 10 to 50 certainly and you do it for eight years as long as you document and learn and you have some consistency you end up with something that works pretty good mm-hmm. uh, and it's cool to see like some stuff that we may have tried still in the process and then there are new things that are different that we never tried that they're doing this time uh, at, at DrupalCon and it's still kind of going, and that's really good. Yeah, and everything that has been built over time, like you've documented, you've improved the process, and what I've really wanted to ask you about is now that you've been doing it, you did it for a long time, you were a large proponent of getting these things together, working with XJM, and have now stepped away from that after a number of years, but you've helped to organize things in a way where a new generation can kind of come in and help to run things. Yeah. How are you able to get people to come in and step up to allow yourself to have a break from doing this for a little while? So it, it was um, very strategic and on purpose that when people would participate in a mentoring event, we would teach the mentors there that part of their goals is to encourage those participants to go to the next level of mentoring and if we could what we'd like to do is have it happen that day so you could be um you know uh, skilled in your area of expertise at work come to a drupal event never have contributed before participate in the morning tool explanation for how to get your expertise into the project and then have lunch come back from lunch and somebody you know slept in and was arriving later that day and if the new arrival would ask a mentor oh I have a question the mentor would come over to the table and they'd hear the question they had already talked to somebody 
this morning and they would say, oh, that's really great. I think this person went through that this morning. I'm going to have the two of you work together. So even on the same day, there's conscious effort where we train the mentors that you don't wait like three months for somebody to come back after being a new contributor and then they're ready to mentor. They are ready to mentor that day. For some people who've never like had an opportunity to teach somebody something and be trusted to do that, it can be like really eye-opening because they're like, wait, I can do the thing that I see these official mentors doing and I can already do it. It's like, oh, I am a mentor. And then maybe they come back to another event and now they're not a first-time participant, they're immediately a mentor, or maybe they don't ever do that again, but they have this chance to view themselves differently super, super fast. And so, and then you just extrapolate that to like all levels and it's in our documentation and it's in like the orientations that we do and it's in the one-on-one. It's just, you immediately move from first-time contributor to mentor and not like in a weird pressure way, but more like an enabling supportive way. That's incredible. That's a great system that you've got set up. So when was the last time you were actively involved in in organizing uh, DrupalCon uh, mentoring day or a contribution day? I think in Nashville, I mentored. In Baltimore, I think I was more doing like reviews of work that people had done that day to try and identify something that was worked on that day by a new person that was going to be committed that day and like the live commit. Right. And so Baltimore was already like somebody else was leaving the room, somebody else in the microphone, somebody else was like mentoring the mentors and like demonstrating things. And I was more like, you know, had fewer checklist items to get done. Uh-huh. Uh, and so it was like, hey, who wants to do this job? And we have roles. So the planning for a big event like this has identified roles. And so five months out, somebody can pick up this list and be like, okay, who's going to do this? Who's going to do Who's going to do that? And so it's not like there's a lot of lead time to be like, oh, no, we have a hole. You know, somebody has maybe done this for the last two conferences. Maybe they don't want to do it anymore. And you can give a lot of time to... Uh, convince people or support them, you know, where they might be like, oh, I think I might be interested, but I've never done it before. And Mm -hmm. you can show them that they will be supported and that, um, which is another really like important thing about how you constantly increase the number of mentors or leaders in the mentorship program. If I'm mentoring at a table with a new contributor and they ask me a question that I... And say out loud that I don't know the answer and then show them how to find the answer uh, or ask another mentor a question and then they see me do that when they see that that's how the experienced mentors do it and then you suddenly ask them to do a small mentoring task they know that what you're really asking them to do is just to not know how to do something but to find out with other people how to do it one of the things I've seen change Uh, over the last couple years as I've been less involved is constant improvements on being more inclusive in the language that's used to describe Uh. things 
And, uh, like, for example, we don't have sprints anymore. Mm -hmm. We have contribution days because we don't want people to feel pressure to overly exert themselves in a hurry to accomplish a task, which sprint implies. And so now we don't have those. We have contribution days. And so, like, I think it makes it a lot more reasonable, changes like that, for people to be like, oh, yeah, I want to do that. Right, and it's the sprint also implies a, a code sprint. So you know, maybe I'm not a great developer, but I speak three languages, or I'm really good at describing my processes when I do things, so I can contribute to documentation. Yeah, it opens up a lot of other doors, and really, it, it makes the whole project that much more solid. And it's it's just fantastic. I love Fridays are one of my favorite days at DrupalCons. Uh, so now that you, you've you're, you've shifted your focus a little bit now in the community, mm-hmm. so now you're back to doing some back end development work. Yep. How does that feel for you? Oh, I love it. I miss the uh, rigorous code reviews that you get in open source, but it's kind of cool to see your... Oh, that's a terrible thing to say. It's cool to see your value in your work immediately yielding results. Uh, Because when you work on core, you make a tool that other people use to make websites. Sure. I'm making a website that people directly use, Mm -hmm. and I'm helping it do their job better. And so it's cool when I fix a bug, it's like, oh, I'm like helping this, you know, government agency report, uh, highlight areas of improvement they can work on to make their employees' workplaces safer, Mm -hmm. which is different than when you work on a bug in core, and you're like, I've made the product so more people can do things. I think it was like, it was a couple of years ago um, when we were working on the governance structure for the community in terms of uh, like initiative leaders and core committers and uh, contributors and we were laying out these roles and what their responsibilities were and we were looking to increase the number of product manager committers. So in Drupal Core, um, the only people who can actually commit to the repo are the like leaders or owners of a project. Um, so you can commit to a feature branch, but you can't commit to the main branch. So the people who help work on individual issues are usually called contributors. So to kind of differentiate, <laughs> can committers are like the people who actually like make the code available on Drupal.org so huh. everybody can download it. Anyway, uh, and we were looking for like kind of a product manager uh, kind of role, and I was like, oh, I would love to do that, but the but I have no product managing experience <laughs> at all. So I was like, what if I got a job where I worked on a product for a few years and then built up those skills, and then maybe, you know, so like. It wasn't just happenstance. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of like a plan, uh-huh. but not like a plan that has to happen. More like... A guideline. Or like if you have a dream of doing something, if you don't take a small step toward that dream, it's probably not going to happen. But it doesn't mean that you have to do that particular dream on the way. You could change to another one. But like it's nice to have a little bit of guidance. And working on a product you know, at work now is enlarging my experience. Which I think is could be useful. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. 
All right, well, I want to learn a little bit more about you, okay. the, the people who make the community up. So I've got a couple of fun questions here. Uh, if you could take any two movies or books and create one single crossover movie or book from them, what would you choose? Okay, so you did let me cheat and look at this question earlier. I, I gave you a little I heads up, sure. admittedly. Okay, so I, um, I pick Jumanji and Arrival. Now, are we talking the Robin Williams Jumanji or the Rock Jumanji? The Rock Jumanji. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. So, I love movies. I love storytelling. I love the combination of science and art. I love the way that you can use that to share an experience with other people and, like, affect change but also just have fun and make something aesthetically like pleasing and enjoyable. And I, I love the whole combination. And people who can do that are amazing. And I think there's a hole in the world between what would be the combination of Jumanji and Arrival. So Jumanji is like, first of all, The Rock is adorable. He's like he's super supportive of like people around him and he collaborates really well. He is like this family focused um, kind of role that he likes to weave into his stories. And if you look at the movies that he's done recently, they're not all white guys featured in his movies. Like he did the one where he cli like the climbs the tower and it's an amputee. And in that one, the most... Oh, spoilers. The, in this heroic moment, um, he's sheltering and caring for his two children while his kid's mother is, like, saving the world. So it's like turning these tropes upside down and really, like, making a lot of space for prominent roles to go to people of different genders and races and... Like, what is a hero and what is not a hero? And so, like, The Rock kind of builds that in. Plus, in Jumanji, it's amazingly funny. So not only do, does he play with, like, gender tropes and, like, what is a hero in terms of, like, this game? Do you have to be, like, a strong guy or can you have these other roles and, like, characters? And it, but, like, they're, it's... It's hilariously funny. It's, like, action-packed. Mm -hmm. It's, like, got all these positive aspects about it that it's not, like, necessarily doing on purpose, but I feel like is a really good model for people who make movies, mm -hmm. that you can do that and still make a lot of money with it. But then you combine that with Arrival. Okay. Where it's science fiction, and the main characters are scientists, mm -hmm. and... Um, being using technology and building your knowledge base is really critical to saving the entire world and all of humanity as good movies do. So I think you put those things together and you can have an amazing movie. I love that answer. I really do. I, and I'm, I'm trying to imagine how those two storylines play into each other. That's a whole other level of creativity I'm going to have to sit down with later, maybe over a beer. All right. Uh, if you could be any garment, any piece of clothing, what piece of clothing would you be? I would be a ruby red, sparkly, flowy, I want to say dress, but it doesn't, wouldn't have to be a dress, but kind of like a, a dressy thing, like something you would wear to a, a big fancy party 
uh, or like a holiday thing or like a debut of something um, with pockets. With pockets. Yes. It would, and it would be comfortable. It would be bright red, sparkly, flowy, a whole entire outfit that was comfortable with pockets. Let's see. Let's do a rapid fire. I like, I like the rapid fire questions and I feel like you're going to have some good ones here. And then we'll go ahead and wrap up. So first question, this will be five questions. Okay. They're yes or no, those are that types of answers. Okay. All right, toilet paper hung over or under? Depends on if you have a cat or a toddler. Good answer, okay. Uh, coffee or tea? Tea. Marvel or DC? Both are amazing. Fair enough. Would you rather attend school at Hogwarts or have a wardrobe that opens to Narnia? I would rather attend school at Hogwarts. Both have a sufficient amount of danger, which I would be satisfied with. Nice. Uh, mountain Lodge or Beach Hut? Mountain Lodge near a waterfall. I like that. You, you can add your own answer or <laughs> own question to it, sure. <laughs> nope, I'll take that. That's great. To wrap it up. Is there anybody or a person who come to mind that you would like to say thank you to or share some gratitude with who gave you a boost along the way? Yes. Gabor Hoichi. He welcomed me into multilingual initiative when we were working on Drupal 8. He always believed I could do things, gave me things that might have been challenging, and taught me so much about how to be successful in what I was doing but also he was very transparent in how he was being successful in what he was doing and that combined with working with XJM in the mentoring I think together those two things like really built upon each other and he's just a great mentor Kathy, thank you so much for spending a few minutes and talking today. This was really wonderful. I enjoyed it a lot. All right. Thank you. Hey, it's Carl, one of the co-organizers of the first ever Flyover Camp. Tell us about the camp, Carl. Well, it is on May 31st through June 2nd at the University of Missouri, Kansas City campus. The first two days are going to be normal sessions with keynotes, and the last day is going to be a contribution sprint. The cost is $38, and you can register at flyovercamp.org. Excellent. We'll see you there.